Hey guys, it's Elsie Blast, your life and love coach and health psychologist. And today's topic is the key ingredients to having a successful relationship. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to Smart Love Moves and the Smart Love Moves family. We're going to dive into some key factors, key ingredients that you need to know in order to make a relationship last and in order to make a relationship work. Now, it's rather simple, but to execute it can be a bit of a challenge for some of us. So let me explain a little bit of the details here and you can decide where you stand, what you need to do, and if you are going to take these steps or if you're just going to decide to work on these attributes for yourself. So let's dive in. Now, I did kind of mention some of these things in my video on Instagram. Uh, I think it was the Instagram story and it was really talking about open relationships, but I'm gonna take some of those key ingredients and key dynamics and add them in here because they are a true foundation to making a relationship last the long haul. For those of you who are driving, I'm going to make it rather simple for you to memorize some of the key details in which I'm going to share with you. And also for those of you who are able to take notes, that's fantastic. Go ahead and take notes if you need to, if you want to. So here's what I want you to remember. I want you to think about your body. Think about your mind. When you think about your heart, think about your emotional state, emotional intelligence. Then I want you to think about your higher self. Your higher self is within you. Now the higher self, which is AKA your spirit, right? The spirit is what leaves the body. And for those of you who don't believe in these truths, that is fine. These are compartments of the body that need to be maintained. The higher self, the spirit is actually bigger than the body. That's why people can talk about your aura and some colors and things like that. So the spirit actually is taller than the body, comes out of the body, uh, seeps through the body, and the body's actually smaller than your spirit. You're actually a bigger being. And then we have your actual body that needs to be maintained. Now, the body has two different types of maintenance that needs to take place. Nutrition and hydration to take care of the inside of the body, the organs, right, which is skin tissue as well. So that's the inside that needs to be maintained with nutrition and hydration. And then the outside of the body needs to be cared for, such as exercise, you know, uh, taking care of the skin, lotion, um, scrubbing if you need to, a light scrub, don't, don't ruin your skin, protecting the skin from the sun. These are all self-love attributes and self-love traits. When you think of love, I want you to think of not just an emotion, Love is also an action step. Love is maintaining the mind, the thought process. Love is maintaining the emotional intelligence of your well-being and healing old wounds, healing old stories. That's the emotion part and the mind working together to be moving to, to move forward, to go higher in consciousness and moving an emotional intelligence for every relationship, the relationship you have with yourself is of the most importance. Then of course, love is taking care of the body, the inside and the outside. When you understand this, when you can master this, then you are to do the same things 
for your partner. Hear me out. This is you engaging in mental stimulation, mental conversation with your partner, understanding their thought process, even if you don't agree, comprehending what they're saying so that you can move forward in this relationship and honor it. And I'll explain in more detail in regards to that. Also, you'll be maintaining their emotional intelligence as well. They'll be able to share who they are with you, be vulnerable with you, and you'll be able to contribute something to them in that regard. In addition, you're creating a spiritual connection with them. You're meditating together if that's your thing. You can pray together if that's your thing. You can stretch together, do yoga together, go for walks together. These are all spiritual acts. Hold hands, right? And look into each other's eyes, saying, I love you. These are all spiritual acts that you have in a relationship where you're maintaining your partner. And of course, maintaining them physically. That's cooking nice meals for them. You should cook for one another. Provide uh, some kind of nutrients for one another. And if you are living a, a busy life, you can also purchase items to be a blessing to your partner. You know, checking in on their hydration, checking in on how they're caring for their body. If they want to go for a walk and, you know, exercise or get the blood flow going, stretch together, really dive in to making the relationship more of a partnership, more of a connection. And of course, maintaining them physically, you know, pleasing their body, touching, caressing, stroking, biting, licking, sucking, going inside your partner, having your partner go inside of you, oral sex, and so on. So this is you totally taking care of your body in all these ways and all these aspects and then being able to add that to your relationship and allowing yourself to be of service to your partner and to contribute these things to them. If, you know, someone asked me this, do you think that open relationships work? Honey, you got to be mature as fuck if you think that you can be in an open relationship. You've got to be able to maintain all these key components with your own self-love, with your own being, with your own self. If you can do that, then you add one person. If you can do that for yourself and you can do that for that one person, then you can add another person. Because you can't add more people if you can't maintain what you already have. Please be wise in these dealings. Please be wise in these things. So many times I've seen people go into relationships and they can't even master their own, they can't even master their own self, <laughs> like let alone adding somebody else. And then they go and they add a partner. And when they add a partner, they're like, I want to add someone else. I'm going to add another attribute, another person, another personality. I want to engage intimately with another person or be stimulated by someone else. You've got to start from the base first. The foundational work that you are doing with yourself comes first, then second your partner. And if you're biologically open to that, some people are close to that. I cannot share my partner with someone else. I can't sleep with two people at the same time. Those are things that I think that I was able to do at one point in time, a long time ago. 
but it was really, I was doing it out of brokenness, really. It wasn't something that was like out of my biological form. You know, some people are kind of made up to be like, oh yeah, you know, I could be in an open relationship and that's great. Me, I was just opening up to other people because I had unresolved issues within myself. Maybe I was unhappy in the current relationship and I was just looking to move on or move forward or really just have what I wasn't getting in that relationship. So I don't know if that's the case for you. That's something you have to decide. But I'm giving you key ingredients and key factors in order to make a relationship work. Now let's dive into key details within the things that I've already mentioned. When you are in a relationship, if you can have mental stimulating conversations with your partner, that is what's going to be so powerful for you. If you can be vulnerable with your partner, that is going to be so powerful for you. So many times I've seen partners not be able to be vulnerable. They shut down. They provide the silent treatment. They can't manage their emotions. They stay to themselves. They stop giving affection or attention to their partner. There's emotional and physical neglect in the relationship because they can't get out of their own emotions because they don't want to share. And some of the things that I've heard is, well, I don't share because I'm not okay with being vulnerable. I end up always being wrong anyway. Okay, that's fair. Now, comprehension is a great tool here because if you guys aren't understanding each other, you're not speaking the same language. If you're not speaking the same language, there's no need to really continue. Or you need to continue, but you need assistance in the communication process so that you can comprehend one another. But then I've also seen in the same regard, the same individual will say these things about not being able to feel uh, vulnerable and sharing but they will still neglect their partner even if they have other issues with someone else and will still offer that to their partner. So really, it's not so much a vulnerability issue that you have with your partner. It's a vulnerability issue you have in general. That's something to take in and soak in there. And yes, there are some partners that are not safe to share and be vulnerable with. That we understand. So you really want to manage you know, how how you're going to share with your partner, if you're able to share with your partner, is your partner emotional, emotionally uh, intelligent to be able to take on what you're saying. So there's that aspect of it as well. And then there's this. There is the opportunity to share, you know, this is bothering me. I'm scared because I feel fear because I don't, I'm afraid of when those sentences are inside the body and you don't feel comfortable sharing those vulnerable details because they can be so they can make you feel so vulnerable that it makes you feel weak and when you feel weak you don't want to share <laughs> that is for damn sure so there's that aspect of it you have to allow discomfort to take place in order to communicate with your partner it's going to be uncomfortable on the flip side of that, there's been a partner who uh, stated, you know, I don't always ask my partner who he's texting or who he's on the phone with, but sometimes, you know, I might feel a little funny about maybe the body, like if he's tilting his phone a certain way or she's tilting her phone a certain way or they're doing this action or that action. What's, you know, ask my partner a question and not feel like me asking a question is going to create a problem. 
in a relationship, yes, trust is a factor. And not allowing your mind to run off and create stories for yourself. If you see a lightweight behavior in your partner, right? Just take it easy and just nicely ask the question because you don't have to create the stories. Allow the truth to already be uh, given to you. So you go ahead and ask your partner. If your partner gives you a hard time about you being vulnerable because it's you being vulnerable in that moment. And guess what? When you feel vulnerable in that moment, you feel what? Weak right? So you're being vulnerable, you're, you're putting yourself, you're submitting yourself, and weakness is not a negative thing. We see it as such. Vulnerability does not mean weak. Vulnerability means power. Weakness means power. Weakness equals power. When you identify not a weakness and maybe something you have to do, but oh, a weak moment where you're very, very vulnerable, when you can offer that to your partner, it is a spiritual act. And if your partner fights the weakness, the vulnerability in that moment, it hinders the self-esteem, it hinders the trust, it hinders the connection, the spiritual bond that's being created between the both of you or that's continuing to be created over time. It can be hindered, it can stop growth, of the relationship's love and process. So I want you to keep that in mind. Here's what I would want for you. You don't have to want this for yourself, but this is what I would want for you. If you want a relationship, this is what I want for you. I want you to maintain your own mind, work through your thought process, Replace thoughts that need to be replaced. Don't waste time. Get right to it, right? If your partner shares something with you that you need to change as far as behavior is concerned, get right to it. Don't waste time. Don't hinder the movement. If you find yourself struggling with behavior change, it is because you have multiple stories that need to be healed and worked through and or you just need to put yourself in check. Maybe there are no stories per se. You just have these attributes and behaviors that you've had for many years. Change that shit. Like, just straight up call it out. Call your own behavior out and be like, I ain't doing this shit no more. Straight up. <laughs> just get right to it. Make your relationship last. Or go into a relationship where you can do these things where you are willing to have behavior change. Do not get into a relationship if you are not able to be open to behavior change because every relationship you get into is going to require for you to shift. It's going to require for you to stop some bullshit behavior that you've been doing for so freaking long that you don't need to do anymore. So if you're not open to behavior change, honey, <laughs> stay alone. Stay by yourself and work through your issues. And here's another thing, make sure, so we talked about the mind, emotional intelligence, grow and mature. If you have five-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 13, 19-year-old, 21-year-old behaviors within you that need to be changed, change them. Raise your vibration on emotional intelligence ASAP. Get right to it. I think I should call this episode, get right to it, <laughs> instead of the ingredients of 
Like, I just need to say, get right to it. <laughs> Spiritually, you need to be on point. Connect with yourself. If you want a spiritual relationship with yourself, start, start stretching. Get that yoga mat. Get on the floor, on the rug. Like, start stretching your body and breathing, taking nice deep breaths in and exhaling. Another deep breath in, exhale. Get right to it. <laughs> get right to it. Stretch. Allow your joints to be moist. Stay hydrated. That's a spiritual relationship that you have with yourself. That's self-love. Maintain your body. Get your nutrition in check. If you want a long life, if you want to extend the life expectancy of the body, you've got to eat right. And it's not just eating, you know, having a plate of food. And here's what a plate of, a plate of food should look like for you. Almost, like almost every meal you have needs to look like this. Unless you have oatmeal, of course, right? Oatmeal and blueberry. Some people do that. But for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, oatmeal for me is a snack. That's like a side thing. Don't, you know, if you, if you have it as a part of your meal, that's great. But that will be considered almost like your fourth meal. Because three of those meals should have this on your plate. Vegetables, healthy fat, protein, healthy carbs. That's what you need to have on every freaking plate. Don't play yourself and think that if you, I mean, if you want to step out of that, cause I do, I step out of that and I'll have like a pizza or pizza with pepperoni. Like I do eat those things, but on a more continual basis, what I've offered you on a plate, that's what you need to like stick to the majority of the time. Give that your highest percentage of meal intake while, you know, you do offer yourself the opportunities to eat other things as well. And then stay active. Pick up your, your body and get off the couch. Go for a walk. Stimulate your mind. Read something. You need to be doing these things for yourself. When you can master these things, you can offer them to your partner. If your partner can offer this too, you guys are fucking winning. Listen to what I'm saying to you. If both of you are on point, you are winning. And if you're open to behavior change, you will always win. You will always win. Don't worry about being right. Worry about comprehension. Don't worry about winning. Worry about comprehension. Are you comprehending? Are you offering empathy? Are you open to these things? Are you open to calling out your own bullshit even before your partner does and then saying sorry for it? That is growth. That is maturity. That's the kind of relationship that needs to exist for you. That's what I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I got a little serious on there for you, but I want you to know that I love you very, very much and I'm wanting to teach you these things so you do not settle. Don't take anything less than this. Some people will show these things to you for up to two years in a relationship and then give you bullshit afterwards. But stick with me, stick with Smart Love Moves because you'll be able to see through the bullshit the very first day. Honey, I've become such a pro at this. It's ridiculous. So thank you so much for listening to Smart Love Moves. I'm Elsie Blass, your life and love coach and health psychologist. And I will talk to you next time.